y'all welcome to lady bits julie and i just wanted to record a little disclaimer to talk about um because we're talking about the male gaze in this episode we just wanted to talk about um kind of why we're not talking about every single man on the earth um when we refer to men so i'm gonna let uh this go into that but i hope y'all enjoy listening today when I when we say men, we don't mean like yeah. every single we man in this whole all world. Men, but no. if you're a man listening and that's hurting you, maybe that's there's something that you should change in your life. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's like another thing. I might cut this and make it a disclaimer in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But I'll just say that like I think that there are a lot of good men in this world, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of men who think they're good men but still have bad qualities yeah and I think that there's a lot of stuff that men can change to make themselves better to Mm -hmm. better themselves as a person not just like as a man yeah and I think that there's a lot of things that we talk about in this particular episode that um we address men but we don't mean yeah we address men in general like we say men do this but we we don't necessarily mean like every single man in this whole world does that because that's obviously not true yeah just Um, a chunk and I know that story is more on the extreme end of yeah verbal harassment yeah type of things but things like that still happen and worse things like that oh yeah much worse things than that can happen and um Men are almost always a perpetrator of sexual violence. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just, like, we don't mean... We don't mean every single man in this whole world. We don't mean your, like, feminist brother or your feminist dad. We mm-hmm. mean, like, men who are uneducated on the subject or men who just are not good people. Yeah. Um, and so it's just hard to say, like, every time we address men do this, we can't just say, well... Most men do this. Like, mm-hmm. that's because, honestly, like, yeah. <laughs> so, disclaimer. Yeah. All right. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Lady Bits. I'm Marissa. I'm Julie. And Bailey's not here with us today. We yeah. miss her. It's but just the two of us today. Today, we are going to be discussing the male gaze, which is an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because... Neither of us are male, and we can't can't necessarily um, tune in on from the other side, really. But I think that it's actually something that men aren't really aware of. I think that a lot of men are, unfortunately, are under the impression that, like, if you honk at a girl on the street, it's a compliment, Mm -hmm. or if you yell at her, or something like that. I don't necessarily think that that is um, something as pervasive to, like, the generation of men that we're growing up with. Yeah, but especially, I, like, older Yeah, I definitely guys. think older men are um, more susceptible to that thought process, mm-hmm. I think. And especially the much older men, it that's when it's more, like, yes. verbal. Yes. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So, I guess today we're just going to, like, start off with a couple of, like, stories um, of, like, times when, like, the male gaze is kind of overbearing. Um, Julie, do you want to go first? Um, I, I can think yeah. of a couple in particular. So okay. I you, can can, go you can go first. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, so, I have a couple. So, 
they've all been in Milledgeville. So while I've been in college, I've never been catcalled more mm. or just like felt like, yeah. So I remember one time um, I was a capital and um, I just remember like we were like dancing and having fun and then it started getting more busy and more guys started coming in. And I just felt so aware of all of the men around me because I was like dancing and I just like mm-hmm. like to dance and I like to have fun. And like just seeing the way men would just come up to other girls and just start dancing with them without asking. Yeah, it's like we're in a like we're in a zoo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I'm here for you to look at, like and dance with and to to rub my ass on you like that's about it um and so like I just remember being fully aware of all the men that were around me and feeling very uncomfortable mm-hmm. um because they were I just remember them all being much taller than me and like bigger than me mm-hmm. and just being very worried about that and like having a man come up to me and just start dancing with me with no like can I dance with you do you want to dance with me like none of that and I just, like, felt very uncomfortable. I think that was one time. Then um, I got honked at by an 18-wheeler. Ew. Which was, like, the most unnerving, scary experience I've ever, like, ever had. Like, I was so scared. Those things um, are loud. They're so loud. And I was, like, I thought he was honking at something. He was honking at me, and he looked at me, and he gave me, he did the, like, fingers to like like call me like finger sign and I was like how am I gonna call you yeah like, like ew ew and it was really gross and that just like it was really like ugh. and then all the other times I've been in Milledgeville where I've just been walking and just got honked at mm-hmm. which and I've just been like don't honk at me but like obviously they can't hear me but I'm like Rah. I hate it so much. I hate being called. I just feel like it's so, like, degrading. Yeah, I feel like it happens in Milledgeville a lot, too. Or at least, I guess maybe because, like, this is a much more walkable town than, like, where I live. So I walk around places a lot more. But, like, I remember last semester when I was taking classes, I was walking home from health sciences. And that was when they were doing, I don't know if they still are, but they were doing construction on the courthouse. And so there were Mm -hmm. a bunch of construction workers. And it was, like, terrifying walking by a big group of men, like, when I was walking by myself, even in broad daylight. And one of them said, I don't remember what he said, like, hey, baby, or something like that. And I was just like, F you. Like, (laughs) please don't speak to me. Yeah. It's just, like, I have to walk by construction guys every day Mm -hmm. because I live in Bell and they're... Um, oh, yeah, there's that terrible. whole construction. Yeah. So, like, it's just so... I, it's I like don't such notice a part it of... as much because I feel like they, yeah. they're just kind of there. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, just... It's still, like, a conscious thing that I think of anytime I walk past a group of men, which is not... it. That should not be something that I should even have to think about. But yeah, it is. I agree. And most of the time they are looking. Right. Um, I think that there's a lot of, like, male gaze in, like, advertisements and, like, we were looking for something on, like, to be able to talk about art history, but we couldn't really find something great, but basically, like, the gist of that is, like, this has been going on for a really long time. There's a lot of art where, um, it's just, like, a naked woman 
or a naked woman in a field with two clothed men mm-hmm. or just like kind of the viewer or the artist is almost always male and the f- subject is our model is almost always female and yeah. almost always naked mm-hmm. so that's just like this has been going on for thousands of years yeah um and just like yeah women are constantly viewed as just like pawns or like pieces that are there for like male entertainment or like to look at and right people should be teaching their sons yeah but they're not like it should not be my responsibility to have to like so obviously say like yeah go away leave me alone there's a time and a place for sure if you're at a party you're at a party to socialize Mm -hmm. you're at a party to talk to people like that's different than like I'm on my way somewhere I'm at the mall and you're a stranger yeah I like those kinds of things are different than like we're in a class together and you think I'm cute so you asked me to work on homework together Mm -hmm. you asked me to study together you asked me to be in a group with you for a project like that's the way to start things not come up to me in like a random place where I'm freaked out because men are dangerous yeah and still like men take a hint even in (laughs) even in those like class settings if you ask like if a guy asks me if I want to study or something and if I still say no like yeah my no still should hold yeah I mean the whole like consent thing ask first respect the answer goes for actually everything yeah so yeah like if someone doesn't want to study with you because they're like are understanding the underlying context Mm -hmm. then that's okay too yeah (laughs) so yeah I think we're like kind of preaching to the choir here because most of our audience is female but that's okay I think that it's important for um if you don't know this concept to understand it and then to be able to like apply it and teach your little brother or teach your Mm -hmm. um guy friend Mm -hmm. if your like guy friend is like not doing too hot with girls like maybe tell him like the right ways to approach them and like that kind of stuff so tell the men in your life tell the men in your like inform them yeah educate them it's really important like I actually talked to my younger brother a couple weeks ago about consent because really? <laughs> I was just I don't know I didn't know if he had ever been talked to about that and I was like so <laughs> do you know what consent is and I was very um pleased with the answer, answer? I, yeah I was very pleasantly surprised That's but awesome. if you have a little brother or something or even an older brother and yeah you feel like that would benefit them, you know, start that conversation. Yeah, talk about the things that are important to you because if they're important to you, then they're important to other people, most mm-hmm. likely. So um, so I think we kind of talked about that. Um, the damage that it causes is I'm just, like, more afraid of men than I have been before, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that, like... When I'm on the street, like, or when I'm walking and I get honked at or whatever, like, that makes me, like, extremely uncomfortable with my surroundings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I have to be extra careful of, like, what I'm doing or where, um, where I am. Um, and also, like, I want to, like, be like, don't honk at me, asshole. But I also don't want to get shot. We yeah, like, Milledgeville. yeah, as a woman, like, <laughs> yeah. sometimes the safest thing is to just ignore it yeah for sure um and like it's hard to ignore it 
Yeah. So you're like, I don't want this to happen to me. Yeah, like maybe, I don't know, my blood will be like boiling, but I still have to sit there. And yeah. Like I was telling Marissa earlier, like last summer at work, I would have old men come in and say weird things to me all the time. And I would just kind of have to smile and say like, ha ha, have a nice day because I'm yeah. at like I'm at work and there's not much I can do in that situation. But every day when those same men would come in, I would be very uncomfortable because I knew that he would be like, oh, hey, sweetie, like, how's it going? Like, ugh. I think at a certain point, that's some, at some, like, somewhat, like, workplace harassment when it gets to a certain level mm-hmm. because they know you can't respond because you're working. Yeah. Um, and so, like, even if you're working food service, like, yeah. that's just really, um, hard to kind of combat at all because yeah. you don't want to like make customers mad because that would mm-hmm. get you in trouble with yeah management. I didn't want to get in trouble with my boss yeah like I mean I'm sure he would be he would understand but like where I worked like there were the same people coming in every day because like mm-hmm. I worked at the desk of a pool and mm-hmm. so it was the same people coming in pretty yeah. much every day and with those there were two old men in particular they would come in like every day and when they would come in, instead of me, like, checking their pool thing, I would say, you can go on in, because I just didn't want to have to yeah, even have more of a conversation than that. Right. And it's just, like, that's very, like, they, the the issue there is that they don't know that. Yeah, like, like I'm sure that... they're thinking, like, oh, here's, like, this pool girl again. Let me say something sweet to her. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sure she'll love hearing something from <laughs> a grown man. Yeah. And, like... Yeah, just, like, older men, like, very older, much older men, yeah. I think grew up in a time where, like, you could say anything to women and they would just be like, like, ha yeah. like, because that was the time in the 50s and the 60s, mm-hmm. but I, but that's also not an excuse, yeah. like, that doesn't mean Especially. that they don't need to be, like, not coming at young much 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 younger women I have a a good story about that too that's kind of it's related yeah but definitely a very freaky situation so this was when I was in eighth grade um me and one of my friends were at a lake house with it was with my family but it was the lake house of like a family friend and his girlfriend who was like older than my dad like in his 60s and this dude would say freaky things to me and my friend the whole time like he was like oh how old are you ladies and we were like 14 and he was like oh too young to have sex with and he was pointing out like we would go ride around on the golf cart and he would point out like oh I used to take girls in here in college and have sex with them and we were just sitting there like yeah like and we were 14 like we didn't know what to do or what to say like I never told my dad or anything about that because Like, we felt like it was, I guess, our fault, kind of, that he was saying those things to us, Mm -hmm. which it was not. But... That's a horrible story. Yeah. Um, I think about that all all the time. Yeah. I have not had anything like that happen to me. Thank goodness. Yeah, thank goodness I wasn't by myself either. Like, I was still with my other 14-year-old friend. Wait, why was he there? Because it was, like, their lake house, and he was friends with... um, so it was just yes. you and your friend, and then he was there? Yeah, and we would ride in the golf cart, and one, he would always want one person to sit in the front, and he would, like, grab the leg, and it was a really bad time. Uh, yikes. He still, 
like my dad and my brother still talk about him sometimes and I'm just like ah. yeah that's so oh maybe you should tell your dad yeah I consider that but like he's like the epitome of like a conservative male oh so yeah so I feel like that conversation just my dad's like wouldn't go well yeah so. Um, the next point that we had was, um, like, men who use pet names on women they don't know very well. Mm-hmm. And I may or may not let this slide with Mr. Jimmy on this <laughs> because he's, like, a sweet grandpa. Yeah. But at the same time, my thing is, though... <laughs> I don't know, it's so hard, because I know that he doesn't mean, like, yeah. badly by it. Like, he's not, and he's not looking at us like sexual beings. Yeah. But just, like... It's hard to make the distinction yeah. between, like, when it's okay and when it's not. Yeah, and I've actually called out Mr. Jimmy before, because he'll tell, like, girls no cussing. And then, like, when the guys are around, like, and then the guy... But the guys when I was came? around them, well, no, when I was around them, I, I, um, the guys were all cussing in front of him. Mm. And I was like, Mr. Jimmy, you tell me no cussing, but what about them? And he says, well, I'll tell them no cussing, too. Like, no cussing, boys. And then... Mm. But he was saying that because, like, you're a lady. Yeah. And, and I was <laughs> just like, I... I like him. I think that he's a really sweet dude. Yeah, but there it goes again with just, like, the older yeah. generations. The older generation, yeah. he. Do- I feel like he doesn't really know what he's doing by... Doing it, but at the mm-hmm. same time, like, it's not, um, like, it's not appropriate. Yeah. And I feel like if you say, if you're going to address me, like, call me ma'am or something. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe. just, like, don't address me at all. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely don't go for, like, the, hey, baby, hey, sweetie, whatever. Yeah. Because, like. Not your uh, baby. Yeah. Not your baby. Yeah. So. Um, and then we have a little article um, from everydayfeminism.com, and these are some real-life alternatives to the male gaze. So the first one is awareness. Train yourself to see the gaze everywhere because that's exactly where it is. Television shows, commercials, movies, conversations with men, conversations with women, your trip to the grocery store for emergency milk and yoga pants. Find the male gaze, whether literal or figurative. One of the most useful ways to get used to the identifying the male gaze in your daily life is to begin identifying it in the media. It allows the distance necessary for you to be objective and think about what we consider normal and what those standards translate into our daily life. Television and movies and even magazine covers are the best source of this analysis. So many of our favorite shows are also some of the greatest offenders of female autonomy. The great, a great example is the persistent imagery, image of extremely thin, always made up women falling for slobbish, overweight men because apparently women, nay, women can, nay, are supposed to overlook the physical attributes for inner beauty. <laughs> and yet I have seen a show that demonstrates the reverse. Never seen a show. And yet I have never <laughs> seen a show that demonstrates the reverse true. And it's this media-perpetrated idea per- perpetuated idea sorry (laughs) that women are always interested always available that informs my personal experience of men rarely approaching me with inquiry into my sexual availability and leaving upon my immediate dismissal so 
Um, for that first one, I definitely relate to the um, women are supposed to overlook physical attributes for inner beauty. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like very, when I'm on a dating app or something, when I, I feel really shallow when I swipe left mm-hmm. because someone's not attractive. Mm-hmm. When I know that men are doing the same thing and not feeling anything for it. Yeah, because like men deserve like hot women, but yeah. women are supposed to humble themselves and yeah. look for the guys that are funny or whatever, which like, yeah, cool. Like <laughs> I definitely swipe right on guys that I didn't think were that cute, but had like interesting bios. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's funny. Like that's okay. Like that makes it better. Yeah, but women will be like called shallow and yeah. for men that's just like, oh yeah, we totally understand her not, or him not wanting an ugly girl or whatever yeah which is really stupid yeah and I think there's even like certain things that girls will say that like make up for it like right like oh you always want to be the hotter person in the relationship Mm -hmm. or like that kind of thing and like that's that in it in and of itself is shallow I think yeah um like oh you always want to be the hotter one because like that shouldn't matter yeah really but at the same time, like, physical attraction to someone does matter in a relationship. And mm-hmm. you sh- and it should, like, you should still be attracted to the person that you're, like, either, like, having sex with or just, like, hanging out with in a romantic sense. Like, yeah. you shouldn't be just, like, going with someone because you're hotter than them and they're the only person you can get because that's not true. Yeah. Like, they're not the only guy that's ever going to be attracted to you. Mm-hmm. That's not just fully not true. Yeah. Um, and then the always interested and always available is um, unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Again, just going back to the, like, women are not here for you to look at or for your entertainment. Like, we're, yeah. not, we're not always available. We're not always interested. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that it's really hard to, like, especially when you're single, to be like, okay, I am available, but I'm not interested in you. Mm -hmm. Because I think oftentimes we are, like, conditioned to feel like, oh, well, you might be the only guy who's ever attracted to me ever Mm -hmm. again. Which just isn't true. Yeah. Like, people are going to be attracted to you. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just human nature. Yeah. So, like, I think a lot of that comes with, like, also condition self-esteem and things mm-hmm. like that um but it's just like hard um the second oh, oh there's a little there's a little extra part so i'll read that but there's an ad sorry uh, um but the male gaze isn't always so obvious sometimes it's not physical at all sometimes it's the fact that men assume i think chanting table is hot or that I love chocolate, but obsess over the scale daily. The assumption that I do yoga to impress men with my flexibility, that I stretch out before and after playing sports to show off, and that I follow fashion trends and celebrity gossip religiously. And these stereotypes are just as damaging, so notice them and challenge them. Yeah. Um, Also, not to say that if you, I don't know, if you do follow fashion trends and celebrity gossip, or like Channing Tatum, you're not any less. No. It's just... The assumption that all women do all of these things. Yeah. And, like, like all of these things. And especially with the, like, you do specific things to impress men. 
Like, I do yoga because yoga makes me feel really good. Mm -hmm. Like, I love yoga, and I feel very, like, connected to myself and, like, my inner self and that kind of thing when I do yoga. Yeah. Like, yeah, I do yoga to be more flexible, but that's for, like, my health. Being flexible. Your own purposes. Not not everything women do is for the benefit of males. Or for sex. Yeah. Like, it's obvious that this is implying that, like, yoga is to be flexible for sex. Like, that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. And then, like, stretching before before and after playing sports, like, really? Don't guys do that, too? Yeah, they do. (laughs) And also, like, that's just really important for your overall health and not being injured. Yeah, and, like, performance in whatever sport you're doing. That's just stupid. It's dumb. But I think that, that, like, I definitely think that there's a lot of people that think that. It's Mm -hmm. just, like, the stretching is, like, showing off. Like, no, I'm stretching because I don't want to hurt myself. Yeah. So, like, while I'm stretching, don't stare. Yeah. Um, The second is to be vocal. Talk about it aloud. And if if the movie you're watching is a chick flick, does that mean it's for chicks or for objectifying them? If it's really made and produced for female consumption, why do you feel sometimes feel alienated or judged by it? When you start to say things aloud, several things happen. Often other people are feeling the same way, but just don't know how to address it. Your speaking out can help because cultural messages like stereotypes get their power from alienation. Sometimes giving a voice and solidarity to someone who feels like their whole world has been made for someone else can give that beautiful, kindred, but potentially frightening spirit the courage to keep thinking for themselves and challenging cultural ideas. When you speak out, you give others the courage to speak out. Your conversation can spark that can be the spark that ignites other conversations. (laughs) And don't be discouraged when maybe someone doesn't feel the same way. And once you bring it up, they say that you can't change culture. Because that's ridiculous. Because we still can't vote or hold hold our own land, right? Culture is not the same as it was hundreds of years ago or even 50 years ago. We got the right to vote because hundreds of women marched in protest and protested, were arrested, starved themselves, were violently force-fed in U.S. prisons, and eventually earned us the right to vote. Culture changes all the time. And it takes on all it takes is for someone somewhere to say something. And the rest, as I say, is history. I like that. It's very true. I think that's, like, why... We do this podcast. Yeah, and just, like, sitting here saying, like, oh, that's just the way things are, like, can be yeah. so damaging. We're never going to progress yeah. if we don't actively, like, call these things out. Call them out. Teach people about them. That's why we urge you guys to talk to your male friends, talk mm-hmm. to your brothers, talk to your dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, do what you can to change the culture around you because – like, you talking to your little brother about this can change his life for the better, can mm-hmm. change all of the women in his life for the better. Like, it's a ripple effect mm-hmm. by, like, bringing it out into the light. Yes, well said. Um, the next point is be active. The male gaze isn't just affecting the way that models and actresses are viewed. It affects every single person that identifies as a woman in real life every day. Actively thwarting male gaze means that your self-declaration is not to be touched or ogled or dismissed. You can assert the validity of your experience, your voice, and your viewpoint. Sometimes that means going to a boss, professor, or even law enforcement. 
I've even confronted male coworkers and bosses on behalf of other women, stating that I think it's wrong so as not to make them any more uncomfortable. Don't just stand there, do something. And if at first you feel like your actions aren't working, keep trying until you're satisfied. I don't have um, experience with being like very action um, oriented in this, except for when mm-hmm. I did um, talk to Mr. Jimmy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I just like, I think I definitely could do better about that. But at the same time, like, you can't speak up about catcalling. Yeah, like, sometimes, like, it is a safety thing. Yeah, I think more... I think this is also just, like, taking action of, like, education mm-hmm. and, like, telling people and, like, getting people to understand what this is and why it's damaging and why they shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important. Number four is turning the magnifying glass into a mirror. I'm not saying you need to whistle at guys or comment on their behinds. In fact, I don't recommend that. But still, that's still objectification, and if we're all objects at the end of the day, nothing will get done. However, explain it in whatever terms the gazer will respond to. Since many heterosexual men tend to say that they'd love for girls to whistle at them, maybe ask them how they would feel if a man treated them that way. Or how they would feel if if they knew that men catcall their mothers, sisters, and girlfriends. Ask how it would feel to know whatever you wear, do, or say at any moment an entire lifetime of success can be reduced to an air-humping motion. <laughs> or to feel around every dark corner that you are about to be sexually violated or humiliated. Talk openly and honestly about what a woman feels like in regards to the existence of the male gaze. Find solidarity in other women's experiences. Create change in the viewpoints and experiences of men. And I think that's the most important idea is to... N- you can know something about a, like, group that you don't belong to, but mm-hmm. if you're not trying to um, impress change on them mm-hmm. or to just, like, educate in the smallest areas, um, then you're not making a change. And, like, you can know all you want, but if they don't know or they don't understand, nothing's going to change. Yeah. And, like, I feel like also as men, like – if you're a man that hopefully does not catcall women yeah. or participate in the male case. Call out your friends. Yeah, and, like, in the Gillette commercial, there's, like, a good example of that. Like, a guy saying something to a woman or staring at a woman, and the other guy says, like, you know, hey. dude, that's not cool. Yeah, hey, not cool. Yeah, and, like, it's not cool. Like, yeah. call out your friends. Like, try to be, a like... If you are a man and you listen to this, first of all, um, hey, we really appreciate your um, <laughs> listening and, like, listening to us rant about girls' topics. Yeah. Um, but also, we um, – you probably agree with us if you listen to our podcast. Yeah, and sadly, um, men probably listen more to other men. Mm-hmm. So if, like, you're a man telling another man, like – don't say that to a woman, like, he's probably more likely. He's probably going to listen to you. Sadly. Yeah. <laughs> Since apparently my opinions don't matter as much. Yeah. But I think that's kind of all we have for today. It's kind of what we wanted to end on is just, like, call out your friends. Mm-hmm. Try to educate those who you know and who you can affect. And um, the people who care about you will care about what you have to say and how you feel. Yeah. So, 
Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at LadyBitsPod. Um, if you have any ideas for a um, topic you want us to talk about or anything else, shoot us an email at LadyBitsEmail at gmail.com. Um, and we will get this podcast up as well as our past podcast, um, Beauty Standards, so you'll get two this week. Yeah, sorry for the really long hiatus. Yeah, we're back, and then (laughs) we'll hopefully have, um, we'll hopefully be posting about once a month over the summer, um, but if not, (laughs) um, we'll probably be back next week for another episode, so stay tuned. Um, thanks for listening. Bye, y'all. Bye. (laughs)